This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the week of July 20th. During these Bishop Brennan updates, he wishes to share with us the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our own lives. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. Boy, I miss everyone. I know. we've. Uh, this is a special season for renewal with vacations, and you've had a chance to have a breather. I'm having a chance this week, and in fact, the mug that I'm looking at in front of me says, I'm not grumping in the morning, I'm selective in my kindness. Isn't that a tough <laughs> way to look at things? Uh, with everything going on in the world, we're all a little edgy. We're all, Oh, isn't it true? Isn't it true? Indeed, we are all a little bit edgy. We feel that in the world today. These are tough times, and we're coming out of a, a period of being kind of isolated and shut down, and just, just it's, it, it affects us all in so many ways. It really does. And yesterday's reading from the book, book of Wisdom, Wisdom chapter 12, says, And you taught your people, God, by these deeds, and that those who are just must be kind. Isn't that a call for us today? Indeed. That's something I, I keep going back when I saw that over the weekend. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, that beautiful line, you teach us, O oh Lord, that those who are just, you teach us by these things. That's a key thing. You teach us by these things, you, by these deeds, that those who are just must be kind. You know, the, the Book of Wisdom on Sunday was talking about the great things that God has done. God is, God's might is the source of justice. Um, his mastery over things makes him lenient, merciful. Um, he, he shows uh, perfection when there's a lack of faith, and, uh, and, and he judges with clemency. He, he, he does all these wonderful things. He's ever-present. He's always providing for his people. And after praising God for all the great things that he does for us, Book of Wisdom says, and you taught your people by these deeds. So where do we learn it? We learn it from God. We learn it. Where's the power of God? It's in Jesus crucified. It's God's gift of himself. And so you teach us that those who are just must be kind. And kindness is not a selective process, is it? No, it's not. And, and kindness is not really running away from the truth and from conviction. So, you know, certainly God teaches us right from wrong, and God has given us natural law for our benefit so that we can lead good lives and that we can be good to one another and that we can be on that path toward heaven. So, you know, God gives us very clear truths about the sanctity of human life and respect for one another, about giving, showing respect for one another, every person created in the dig, image and likeness of God, so seeing that great human dignity. We have strong convictions in favor of the protection of human life. We have strong convictions in terms of attitudes of violence and hatred and rejection of all those things, of racism, of division, um, there's so much violence in the world, and and so and we reject all of that. So the, these are all truths: the truth of the human person created in the image and likeness of God, and the, the truth of the human person, um, you know, male and female, um, of, of, of intim- sexual intimacy inside the context of the 
lifelong commitment of marriage between one man, one woman, all these truths are there. God's kindness doesn't mean shrinking away from the truth, but what does it say? Those who are just must be kind. So justice has to be accompanied by kindness, by to be credible, you know. And and again, where's the example? Jesus Himself. Jesus Himself. God shows us how to be just and to be kind. In the gospel reading from yesterday, uh, we also heard. I'm sorry, from Sunday, we heard that the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, and that um, that yeast, when added to to wheat flour. Will make the whole batch leavened. You know, that's so true. Um, you think about how the yeast gets in and then and, and rises, just transforms the whole thing. So when God's word, you, this, all these parables about the seed and about yeast, they, they they refer to God's word. And so when we allow God's word to take root in our lives, it takes over and it um, and it transforms us. But when we're transformed by the gospel. That has a transforming effect on, on the world around us. You know, um, Bill, the parable just before it, which was sort of the same theme, is one that I always laugh about, the parable of the mustard seed. Now, most of us know about the mustard seed, you know, that tiny, tiny seed. Maybe, and many of us have actually even seen a mustard seed, right? Now, have you ever seen a mustard tree? In a picture, but not in In person. a picture. Okay, there you go. It's not a pretty sight, is it? <laughs> the it's mustard tree does. It, it's it's big, but it's not tall. It doesn't grow up high in the sky. It grows up a certain point, and then it just branches out and takes over everything else. You have a mustard tree growing in your backyard. You're not getting anything else growing back there, you know. And that's like the yeast. If we if we're authentic, if it's true. That God's word takes root in our lives. If we, if we allow the, the, the word of God to be planted in our lives and in our hearts, that means it's going to push everything else out of the way. It's got to push away greed and self-interest and uh, bitterness and all those things that divide and harm. God's word, when it, it, it's going to push all of that out and it's going to take over our lives. And not only that. But like the mustard tree that takes over the yard or the yeast that takes over the dough, if it's authentically planted in our hearts, the Word of God has to inform our decisions, our political decisions, our career decisions, our values and ethics in the world, in the marketplace. It has to affect our relationships. It has to affect the way we speak to one another. That's where, again, that line comes in. Those who are just must be kind. If the Word of God speaks, Breads. It has to push out all that bitterness. And, you know, then I go back to the first reading. And I know in my life, I, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, the weeds in the wheat, there's still a few more weeds in there, <laughs> you know? And maybe all the bitterness doesn't get pushed out, but we have to let it get pushed out. That's God's word will do it. We have to let it. Let's not try to hold on to it. And he wishes not to take those weeds out, lest it would hurt us. Unless it would hurt us. So what he does is he, he takes over. He, let, let the, but what does he do? Let the, the good come forward. St. Paul says, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil by doing good. You know, don't reduce yourself to that destruction. But let conquer evil by doing good. 
And so, you know, it, it's interesting. These are the readings that were given to us for this week. This isn't something that uh, we chose, but boy, doesn't that help us to look at the world in a different perspective? Even today, with you know, even that that line right after um, after about doing uh, about um, those who are just must be kind, he said. And you give your children good ground for hope that you would prevent, permit, permit repentance for their sins. God gives us good ground for hope by his mercy. And I would say even for the world, you know. So it says here kind of individually you give your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for their sins. But we can't lose hope in the world. In the end... Things get messy. The weeds are growing in along the wheat. In the end, there's good and evil. In the end, um, it's, it's a lot regrettable. We need to commit ourselves to the good with kindness, but we have to also trust. We have to trust that God's word is really the, the, the real transforming power in the world. God's word is the real transforming power, and it begins by transforming my life. You've been listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, as he gives us um, his words of hope. Uh, they come from our Lord himself in Sacred Scripture, the Book of Wisdom, Chapter 12. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer? Indeed. You know, one other reading, the other reading in Sunday's Gospel is that the Spirit comes to the aid, our aid in a weakness that we don't know how to pray. And yet God did teach us how to pray, didn't he? God came, lived among us, and he taught us how to pray. So why don't we pray as Jesus taught us? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us again, Bishop Brennan. You've been listening to the Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. <laughs> 